Art scene now with WVIA's Fiona Powell. Rebecca Shear's voice is well known to many, as she has brought thousands of stories to life as a news reporter on public radio shows, such as Morning Edition, All Things Considered, Here and Now, The Splendid Table, and Marketplace. Rebecca Shear has now embraced her love of folk tales by creating and hosting a storytelling podcast by Boston-based NPR affiliate WBUR. Circle Round, the storytelling podcast for kids of all ages, adapts folk tales from around the world into a sound and music-rich radio play. Circle Round has added to its already successful repertoire by including books, each one a beautifully illustrated folk tale, retold by Rebecca Shear and illustrated by a carefully chosen children's illustrator. The latest book in the Circle Round collection, The Great Ball Game, a Native American tale of how the bat settles a rivalry between animals and birds, was illustrated by Joshua Mangizik Pewis Steckley, an Ojibwe woodlands artist from Ontario. I recently had the opportunity to speak by phone with Rebecca Shear about her podcast, Circle Round, and her latest book, The Great Ball Game. My background is in grown-up storytelling. I spent many years as a host and reporter for various NPR stations across the country. And when my son was born, my husband and I decided to give up our full-time jobs and start a company together. He is a sound designer and composer. And we thought, we'll do some sort of grown-up storytelling together. We'll see what that is. Well, WBUR, Boston's NPR station, came a-calling. They were interested in making a kid's podcast, and they were wondering if we could create a pilot for them. And I thought, well, I can pivot. I've been doing grown-up NPR stories, but I can pivot. I have a son. I've been reading books and telling stories. I can do this. question is, what's the concept? And we came up with this idea of doing old-fashioned radio plays based on folktales from around the world. We'll research folktales, then adapt them into this new format, put in some beautiful music, some cool sound, and then cast beloved voices from the stage and screen to play the lead roles. And our pilot episode was from an old Yiddish folktale. It featured Jason Alexander, an actor most people know from Seinfeld. We did this pilot, it got the green light, and here we are with 185 episodes under our belt and three books. Who decides on which folktales you're going to use? Do you have a research team? Is it a straight-from-your-heart project? It is very much a straight-from-my-heart project, and uh, the research team is very much me, myself, and I. I spend a lot of time at that mystical, magical place known as the library, researching as many folktales as I can. Once I find a story that captures my heart, then I'll try to find as many versions as I can from as many places as I can. Like, for instance, we have a book called The Tale of the Unwelcome Guest. Well, I found a version from Turkey, and then in my research, I found one from elsewhere in the Middle East, and then I found a very similar story from Mexico, then from China, then from India, Italy, and Iceland, all very similar premises, and I used all of those to write our episode, which then became our first book, which came out this summer. And I know how amazing it is that you can find a folktale from a particular country 
and then find the same almost identical tale changed slightly for the culture in other countries. That's such an exciting thing, isn't it? I wish I knew how that happened. Did they all spontaneously appear? Were they brought along navigation routes and trade routes? Like, I, I wish I knew how that happened. You know? So you have translated these wonderful stories now into this third of your series of books. This third one is called The Great Ball Game. The illustrations are so appropriate. Can you talk a little bit about how you choose not only the people who are going to tell the tale for your podcast, but obviously the illustrators for the books? Absolutely. The illustrators, I owe all of that to story publishing. They're located in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and they made it their mission for our four books to find illustrators around the world who are at the top of their game and who come from the countries and cultures that these stories come from. So with the great ball game, you'll see versions of this story among many indigenous peoples of North America, the Cherokee, the Creek, the Ojibwe, the Menominee, and Joshua Powis-Steckley, our illustrator for this book, is an Ojibwe woodland artist. So he infuses his illustrations not just with brilliant color and energy and life, but with actual symbolism and iconography from the Ojibwe tradition, which gives them so much more legitimacy and integrity and depth than if we did it some other way. One of the things that delighted me was, unlike many books that have folk tales in, at the end of the book, now it's your turn, which is very much what happens in a live storytelling session where children are interested in creating their own stories behind the story and telling a what if and what can I do and how can I tell this story. Is that your instinct as a storyteller to have done that? Very much so. The podcast Circle Round, every episode ends with me saying, now it's your turn, and then offering some sort of activity inspired by the story, a discussion prompt, a craft idea, an art project, a game, something to keep that Circle Round experience going long after the story ends and to help our listeners interact with those around them. It could be a family discussion. It could be a project they do with a friend. It could be a gift they make for a neighbor. For us, it's really important that the Circle Round experience keeps going and going. And with the books, we have about a dozen Now It's Your Turn activities at the end. So that even when you finish reading the story, you could spend days, weeks, still immersed in it and activating your imagination. And in that light, at the back of the book is a code so that they can scan the box and listen to Circle Round the Podcast, which is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> there is a connection there, but you'll find it isn't like the books are transcription of the stories. The podcast is very much written for the ear, obviously. And when we were writing the books, we were keeping the eye in mind. So there are some interesting changes in language, which people will notice if they're watching and listening very, very closely. And of course, the books have the added bonus of these gorgeous illustrations. I know that there is a fourth circle round book in the works, The Lion's Whisker. So do you intend to continue publishing circle round books to go with the podcasts? We shall see. So far, it's a four-book series, and if the books do well, I would absolutely love to adapt more Circle Round podcast episodes as books. Just wonderful to think of the new audiences we're reaching, people who might not know of the podcast, 
Not to mention people who might be deaf or hard of hearing, so a podcast is not ideal for them, or kids who might process information better visually as opposed to orally. So I am hoping that these books can find new audiences, and I would love to partner with more illustrators around the world. It's been just so great working with these artists who are making these stories pop off the page and come to brilliant, vivid life. So stay tuned. We'll see if we stick around any more pages in the future. Let's go back to talking about The Great Ball Game. It is a gorgeous book, and the illustrations do pop off the page. It is a story about how wonderful it is that we are all different. Like so many folktales, it teaches a fantastic lesson. In the case of this one, yes, it's about celebrating difference, celebrating diversity, being more inclusive, less judgmental. But it's done through this whimsical tale that takes place way, way back when the world was young before humans roamed the earth and it was just the animals and birds. The animals and birds are arguing. They're quarreling over which side is better. And they really cannot decide, so they decide to have a ball game to settle the score. And they're about to play when this strange creature shows up. His name is Bat. And neither side wants him to join their team because he isn't quite an animal, but he isn't quite a bird. And not to spoil the ending, but, you know, adventures do ensue. And eventually, that shows the animals and birds that, yeah, I am different, but so are all of you. And being different is good. Being different is great. Without differences, what a boring world this would be. We're often told being different is all right. But in this tale, being different is what we all are, which was lovely. Exactly. He tells the birds, you think you're all on the same side, but... Herring, you're different from crane. Crane, you're different from eagle. Eagle, you're different from hawk. And all of those differences can actually make us stronger. Rebecca, where can we hear your podcast? Because I know people are going to be very excited now. They're not only going to want to get the book, but they're also going to want to listen to your podcast. Well, anyone can find the podcast, and I do mean anyone. Whether you're three or 103, our podcast is for people of all ages. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Circle Round. You can also visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Rebecca Shear, speaking about her book, The Great Ball Game, and her podcast of folk tales called Circle Round. The Great Ball Game has just been published and can be found wherever good books are sold. The Circle Round podcast can be found on most podcast providers and more information can be found by visiting wbur.org slash circle round. Many thanks to Rebecca Shear. And many thanks to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.